Hi, this is Elliot, host of Inspired Edinburgh. Please come and check out our Facebook page for all of the latest updates. If I could ask a small favour, please could you subscribe and review our show on iTunes. By doing this, you'll be helping us reach a wider audience and have a greater impact by challenging perceptions and encouraging people to live a more conscious life. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Inspired Edinburgh. Powerful conversations helping you reconnect with your purpose. I'm Elliot Reeves, and my guest today is Callum with a K. Russell. Callum is the co-founder and CEO of Acorn Enterprise, an organisation on a mission to grow Scotland's startup culture. You educate and accelerate new businesses and run events for growing businesses, institutions and organisations that want to put entrepreneurship at the heart of what they do. You're a speaker and a multiple award winner who is featured in the likes of Virgin Media's Pioneer of the Week, the Sunday Times Maserati 100 list and the Startup Britain Enterprise Champions for Scotland. Callum, it's absolutely fantastic to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Elliot. It's great to be here. <laughs> it's great to have you here. Um, it's, been, uh, it's been a bit of a challenge planning this one. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's been fine from my point of view. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm delighted that, that uh, we've managed to get this together. Likewise. And I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to having a good chat with you. Absolutely. Bring it on. <laughs> good stuff. So um, as is usually the case... We'll kind of rewind your life and uh, let's start at the very beginning and uh, hear who, I suppose, Callum Russell is. That's a good question. <laughs> um, so I'm from Fife. I live in Recife um, and I, I lived there my whole life until I went to uni. Um, more on that later. <laughs> went to Dunfermline High School um, and thoroughly loved um, school, actually, both primary school and high school. Really? Um, for me, it, it was great and... You know, we had a great school, we had great teachers, um, good environment, and, you know, I made friends that are I'm still in touch with, mm-hmm. um, lifelong friends. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, I have really fond memories of, of growing up in, in Recife, uh, in Fife, and, um, yeah, it was just, it was great. It was really good. Um, That's yeah. excellent. Good stuff. So, so, you went to university. Yes. Well, tell us a bit about that. So, um my two passions at high school were computing and business management. Okay. And I was torn between the two. You know, which one do I study? Mm-hmm. But because um, I'm crap at maths, um, <laughs> I <laughs> chose business. But actually, in addition to that, you know, um, I did it at high school, business management. I just thought, this is so cool. Like, we're, we're taught how businesses work. Mm-hmm. And I just remember it in my, in my gut. Um, it, it resonated with me. It like, really did. I just felt like this is great. I want to learn more about this. And it was like the one area of, of high school that I really loved. I loved everything else, but I really loved business. And I, and I can't explain why, <laughs> um, but I just loved it. So I went to, to Heriot Watt here in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated just over six years ago um, with the first class management with marketing degree. And again, um, much like high school, loved university. Um, and really thrived there. And again, made friends that I've stayed in touch with. And I think uni's about find out who you are and mm-hmm. um, it's a more what's the right phrase it's, it's an environment that allows you to do that in, a, in, yeah. the, in the best possible way it allows you to fail safely which you have to do mm-hmm. it allows you to explore things um, and it's just it's just great it was really good as well yeah excellent and, and so leaving there then what were your aspirations and, and what's been I suppose the sort of career journey that you've yeah. been on 
Good question. Um, so I remember really distinctly uh, sitting in my flat at Haymarket um, just you know a few months before I graduated thinking, right, well, I suppose I better apply for some graduate jobs because that's what you do, isn't it? You know, <laughs> parents tell you that, your yeah. graduate friends tell you that, your student friends tell you that, your lecturers say you need to get a graduate job. And I remember just sitting there thinking, I can't be arsed doing this. <laughs> it wasn't for me. But I went through the motions because it was expected of me. So I applied for all the big blue chip companies, the marketing schemes. Like, you know, <laughs> it finished at midnight and, and I started the application at like half past 11. And I just knew I, I was never going to get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember um, I was on the Heddy Walk Careers website over the weekend after the, the, the night before the graduate schemes closed. And I was was looking through it, and uh, a job for a startup came up, and I thought this is a bit this is a bit different. Let's apply for it, and uh, applied for the job, and and got the job. And for me, uh, I totally found my passion. Hmm. So like I said earlier, like you know, at school, the gut thing, the, the the business just felt right, and then working in a startup in Edinburgh, wow, <laughs> ticked so many boxes, like. Startups, and you've interviewed a lot of them, um, you know, they're the most passionate people. They've got great stories. They're generally very welcoming, very supportive, mm-hmm. generous with their time, their knowledge, their connections. Almost everyone I've ever asked in the business community as a whole for a coffee or for advice has said yes or helped me in some way over the last few years. But yeah, so as I said, I applied for a graduate job. And I just felt I found my space and it was so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 what was the the role itself? What, yeah. What was the sort of things that you were doing? What was what was the business? Good question. So the 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 startup was a, a spin-out from Edinburgh University, artificial intelligence. Um you know, I worked for four years and still have no idea what that is, but uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. clever stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I was the marketing guy uh, that had to try and market this clever stuff. And it was a great first role because in a startup, although I was doing the marketing, it was also like, would, you, would I do the accounts? Would I do this and that? And I'm sort of guy that's like, yeah, I'll just do whatever I can to help out. And plus for me, like, I want to learn. I want to yeah. learn everything. So um, I thought it was a great opportunity. And I, I was like a sponge. <laughs> and I was initially, as I say, the marketing guy, but eventually just, just everything to do really? business. And um, it was fascinating. You know, I got a real insight into a startup works, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> And as I say, one of the biggest benefits was networking. So I actually went networking when I was still at uni in final year because I thought, well, I'm going to be in Edinburgh. I don't know anyone. I should probably meet people. And again, a lot of them are now still friends. Six years on, I stay in touch with. Um, and, and they just helped with, 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 with stuff generally over, mm-hmm. the, over the years. In fact, I was in touch with someone recently um, for a contact six years ago, and they still remembered me. And uh, I don't know why I'm such a <laughs> quiet, shy, reserved guy. Um, and they were helpful, and and that was great. So um, unfortunately, I was only there for four months in the job. It wasn't four years. I said it was four, it was four months. They had cash flow problems, like like a lot of startups, unfortunately. And and I was like, go, and and that was sad. Um, and. Um, I found out I was losing my job, which is, you know, after four months of just graduating, it's like, oh. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know what happened, but um, my mum and dad took me out 
for dinner to try and cheer me up that night in a, in a local restaurant called Grill 48, which had just opened in, in Dunfermline. Hmm. Beautiful family-run place, just opened. And I was really impressed by the place. I was like, wow, this, this is cool. Um, you know, it's great steaks. It's just a really family-run, friendly place. And uh, I don't know what what happened, but I remember the next day after that, I phoned the owner and said, look, I was in your last your restaurant last night. I was really impressed. Can we have a chat? I've got an idea that would run by you. And Lynn stupidly said yes. <laughs> and uh, what happened at the end of that chat was I said, look, I do all this networking in Edinburgh. I, um, I know people there, but I'm losing my job. I'm from Fife. I don't really know anyone in Fife. I'll probably have to move back here for the time being. Why don't we run a networking group? It's a restaurant. Um, for me, I get to know people. We'll get speakers in. And again, Lynn said yes. So um, four months after I graduated, um, Dunfermline Talks Business was launched, which was my first business. Mm-hmm. Albeit I didn't charge for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't have the confidence that someone would pay to come along to a networking group that a young graduate had just launched. Really? Yeah. How weird, isn't it? <laughs> and it wasn't until... I met my now business partner at Acorn, Jerry Alexander, who said, if you don't value your time, no one else will. Mm-hmm. And that, Elliot, that just <laughs> smacked me, man. That was like, really? okay, <laughs> you're right, Jerry. So immediately, I just started charging a fire for it, which was nominal. Mm-hmm. But it did a few things, you know. It got rid of the time wasters. I was able to attract better quality speakers. And the weird thing is, I felt good about it. Because actually, as I'm sure you know, Organising anything is a lot of effort. Mm-hmm. And for me, a networking group was getting speakers, dealing with inquiries, making sure people are coming, promotion. In Because it was twice a month. So it was speakers yeah, twice a month. Quite... Whilst doing um, other stuff to actually make some real money. Because five pound a head is not, you, if you do the maths, it's Callum's Beer Fund, but it's not <laughs> anything serious. Um, <laughs> and that was great. And that ran for four years. So... Um, by the way, I jump over the place. That's how my brain works. That's perfect. No, that, that works for me. <laughs> <laughs> but, so I was, I was doing the, the graduate job. I launched the networking group as a response to, I'm losing my job. <laughs> um, and then through the networking in Edinburgh, I met people for my second graduate job, which was another new business in Edinburgh, marketing agency, which again, I was there. Um, whilst running my network group in Fife, and they were cool with that, and it was going good. And then again, almost four months to the day, I got a phone call. Callum, looking at the finances, and we're going to have to let you go. Today will be your last day. Oh. Right. This has happened twice in eight months <laughs> after graduating from a fantastic uni with a fantastic degree. What is wrong with me? <laughs> you know, it was literally, you, you do doubt yourself, and yeah. um, it was tough, you know. Um, so I still do the networking group and I've been a bit naughty anyway because the whole time in both of those jobs I've been working on what would be my second business um, an events website called whatsonlocally.com and it was designed to promote local charity and community events but uniquely allow them to raise extra money so if you had a, an event like if you were cancer research at an event initially you'd pay £4 for a website you would have your event on the website, there'd be a video, a picture, all the, all the details about the, the event itself, mm-hmm. and then a, uniquely a right-hand column where local businesses, say a cafe or butchers, could sponsor it. And all mm. the money 
went to cancer research. So you could raise thousands of pounds extra from four pound on our site. Yeah. And no one's doing it. So there's an idea for anyone that is listening to this interview. <laughs> you know, have it. Because yeah. <laughs> I tried it, um, you know, and did that for nine months. And when I got let go from the, the marketing job, I did this full time. So nine months, I lived off my life savings, money that mum and dad had put away from me as a kid that was probably meant for, for a wedding or a flat or a car, probably not to piss up a wall in a startup. <laughs> but these things happen. And, uh, you know, nine months, and I was also in job seekers allowance that whole time, and that was really difficult, really challenging. I uh, did not have a good experience there at all. Mm-hmm. Very character building, shall we say. Mm-hmm. And um, it's tough, you know, because that was £45 every two weeks I got from then, mm. whilst trying to run a business and live, mm-hmm. you know. And again, nine months of just, there's a number of issues with the business. You know, looking back, I think the reasons we didn't quite crack it were we didn't get enough time because nine months for a new business isn't long enough. We didn't put enough money into it because, um, again, my life savings isn't, wasn't enough to get a website off the ground. Hmm. There was three business partners and we had different, maybe different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing as well was we didn't articulate it very well. So if you were around a few years ago, you came in a nice video to explain how the site worked. <laughs> yeah. but unfortunately, yeah. Callum thought the best idea to promote the website would be for me to run around and have meetings with everyone. Mm-hmm. So I must have met everyone in Fife. Like literally, you know, <laughs> coffee out of my face. Just, uh, <laughs> and that didn't work. And that was tough, you know, because it got to Christmas 2012. For nine months and just thought, this isn't working. Money's more or less spent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fed up being poor. It was Christmas, and I thought, well, I've got a job. And luckily, my friend was 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 pally with a manageress in a local coffee shop in Dunfermline, and got me a job for Christmas. Hmm. I was there until the fall in September. <laughs> and you know, going back to work for someone else again was initially great. Built my confidence back up. I really was devastated, like really devastated. Mm-hmm. Um, what what were you? I suppose I'm interested in um, you know your the expectations versus reality. So, I mean, you leave sure. university, you've got your degree, yes. you're armed and you're ready to go into the world and be a huge success. Absolutely. W- what did you think that you would go on to achieve versus what you were achieving? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. We see it a lot, I can tell. You've done this before, haven't you? <laughs> um, God, yeah. I mean, as I said... I didn't really know what I wanted to do. But mm-hmm. I just knew it wasn't further studies at, the, at that time or at this time. It wasn't the graduate schemes. And the startup just, just felt right. And I felt like a complete failure because, as I said, I went to a really good uni, got a really good degree. Why would I, why would I not succeed in business? You know, why has this failed? Mm-hmm. It was literally the thought. All I could process was like, I've spent the last four years of my life studying this. Mm. what's happened like I feel like a total failure like really mm-hmm. and that took a lot longer than I realised to admit that to myself and also to recover from really it did mm. yeah so, so what was the you know how did um, Acorn Enterprise kind of manifest what what, what, <laughs> what brought you to that yeah um, you're going to have to extend this interview in another four hours <laughs> to get the full story I think <laughs> moving on from the coffee shop um <laughs> I was there to the following September, but I was, I was still running my networking group, which again was tough. Like, what are you doing, Callum? I'm still in the coffee shop. It's like, 
right? Hmm. But I always wanted to have my own business again. I had this burning desire looking for stuff. And then someone at my networking group said, you did marketing at uni. Would you do marketing work for us? I said, yeah, of course, but I have to charge you because if you don't value your time, no one else does. Yeah. It, was, it was ringing. Yeah. You know, Jerry, he was in there. And uh, <laughs> I got my first marketing client. And I was like, why have I not been doing this for the last nine months? I love marketing. I'm good at it. Um, it's a passion. Why would I not? Yeah. Why would I serve coffee? You get paid for it too. And I get paid for it. <laughs> Fantastic. And then I got a few more marketing clients and then reduced my hours in the coffee shop. And then a positive curveball happened this time. So we had the two negative ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Carnegie Trust launched Test Town, which was a UK-wide competition where they were giving the winner 10 grand. <laughs> and having lost or spent close to that on my events website, I thought, well, this, this is good. <laughs> I can be break-even again. Um, but also, I'm passionate about the high street. You know, I think that we really need to do something about it. So mm-hmm. the competition was designed to come up with, with a unique use for the high street. So winner got 10 grand in support package. So the, what it was, was they wanted entries from all over the UK to come up with new ideas for the high street. And they'd take the 10 best ideas from all over the UK and over a weekend in Dunfermline, they would test trade them. And the public would, would be there and they would sell their wares and judges would would decide who won. And my idea was to have a business incubator on the high street. <laughs> so people that wanted help could, could drop in and meet other weirdos like themselves. <laughs> they could get expert advice. And if they had product, they could sell it in a prominent location in the high street. And it takes a lot of boxes. Um, the judges said my idea was fantastic, which of course it was. But, uh, <laughs> but they said they, they couldn't see how they could how I could test that in two days. So it was a little bit bittersweet. I was like, right, okay. So again, not to be um, one to kind of just accept things for what they are. I sent the video I had to make for testing to people that I knew. And one of them was Jerry. And Jerry's background is property. Um, so Jerry's the MD of Liberty Business Centres. They do workspace in Fife, Kinross. And... Um, Jerry phoned me straight away after watching the video and said, Callum, I love this. Let's have a chat this afternoon if you're free. Of course, Jerry. So I went down to the mm-hmm. office in Versailles, which is coincidentally where I live and interestingly where I learned to drive um, when I was younger. When, without knowing, uh, you know, it was down at the dockyard and the car parks. It's a big car park. It was always empty at night and I'd always go there to learn to drive. It's quite weird that Jerry was there and now we're just part of this. It's bizarre. <laughs> but... Um, so Jerry had a meeting with me and said, look, I love your idea. I've been wanting to give back to the business community for a long, long time, but not sure how to do it because it's been so good to me. And I've known you from your networking group, from your marketing. I've known about you for three or four years. And when I had my events website, I had a virtual office at his center. So every Friday, I'd go down, I'd collect my mail. And Jerry would always be like, oh, hey, Callum, how's business? And I didn't really know Jerry at all. And, he, and I'd be like, oh struggling with this events website. It's just not... And, and Jerry would haul me into, an, uh, into a room and give me an hour of impromptu mentoring. And it's what the guy is. He's just so generous with his time. You know, he's a great advert for business. And I was paying him like 30 quid a month for virtual office, like nothing. And this guy just just cared about me and believed in me when even I didn't believe in myself. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was the coolest thing. 
So when it came to test town, I just remembered, like, I must tell Jerry, he just seems like the sort of right person to speak to. So anyway, he phoned me, and he's also just opened the first co-working space in Fife. So all the, the ducks were in, a, were in a line there. So he said, look, I love your enthusiasm. I love the idea of the incubator. Why don't we run it in this space? Um, you can start tomorrow if you want, and I'll pay you. And I was like, well, Jerry, I've got a marketing consultancy, and I'm, and I'm still in the coffee shop, and I'm winding that down. I'm, I'm doing a networking group. Well, Callum, I won't pressure you, but you just said one thing before you go. What is it you want to do with your life? I don't know. <laughs> just graduated a year or so ago. No one's ever asked me that. That's a deep question. Mm-hmm. I mean, most people don't speak like that. <laughs> like my friends, my family, I've never really said, like, just vague stuff like, I want to be in marketing. Not like, Callum, you know, if you could do anything, what, what would it be? And I was like, that yeah. scared me shitless. Like, <laughs> in a great positive way. Yeah, did. yeah, totally. That night I didn't <laughs> sleep. And Jerry said, well, look, come out tomorrow and we'll chat about it again. I was like, wow. Buzz. All night. Positive, like, wow, what do I want to do? What, 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 why am I here? Like, what, what is it I could do? And hmm. I had to meet with Jerry the next day and had a bit more of an answer. Still wasn't quite crystal, but it was, it was there. Look, I like you enough, Calm. Let's start this, this, this pilot program for new businesses. And that was how Acorn got started. <laughs> and it was initially a 20-week pilot for new businesses where they would develop their confidence, their business skills, and their, and their clarity of where they're going. And what they got was free office space in the, in the co-work, weekly seminars, and a mentor. And we just piloted that um, from September 2013 um, to now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and, and Jerry paid me one of the biggest compliments ever. He said in the November 2013, he said, look, I don't want you to be an employee anymore. We're equals. I want you to become a director with me. We'll make it a separate not-for-profit. And we spun it out and made it a separate company, um, a not-for-profit. And that was November 28th, 2013. It was when Acorn was born as a, as yeah. a company fantastic and that's it's a great story thank you Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah you're welcome um I, so how does the actual business accelerator itself work yeah um I, I, you know how do you go about finding people that are going to participate and uh, we'll kind of come to this but what are the things that you've learned having done it in what way has it mm. kind of evolved as well okay um I won't say good question, I've said it eight times now, but <laughs> you're just full of good questions. This is right. Really, you're full of love your feet with this, this gig. <laughs> um, yeah, so how does it work? So as I said, they get the space, the weekly seminars and the mentoring. Um, you know, the seminars are all business people. They don't charge us, they want to help us. They do it to give back, to help the next generation of entrepreneurs. They're business owners too. We're really passionate about that. Um Equally, the mentors, you know, they're business owners, they get it, they want to give back, and they believe in our mission, which, as you said earlier, is to grow Scotland's entrepreneurial culture. That's why we do what we do Mm -hmm. uh, every day. What I actually say is, we're on a mission (laughs) to grow Scotland's entrepreneurial culture. I didn't want to cut in earlier, but (laughs) if you're going to do it, Elliot, just do it properly. (laughs) That's what we do. So... um, That's our mission. That's what drives us. That's what we believe in. How do we find acorns, as we call them, participants? Well, we've now had um, seven successful programs in Fife in the last four years. We've helped 100 new businesses. And of those that graduated, 70% are still growing, thriving, becoming mighty oaks, which is what we need. Mm-hmm. We need lots and lots of entrepreneurs in Scotland. One, it will help the economy. 
Two, it creates a movement, a peer group, a, a learning environment, a learning body that can share that. And also that's aspirational because whilst uh, Sir Tom Hunter, Sir Tom Farmer, Richard Branson are always touted as entrepreneurs and they are great, they're fantastic, a lot of them are my heroes. Sometimes because they're so successful, they're, they're so far removed, we can't touch them. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> if, if someone in your neighbourhood has developed an app and they've done it, it's like, oh, maybe I could follow my passion, which is music. Or So it's that aspirational piece. But you didn't ask any of that, I just thought I'd hijack the question and... <laughs> <laughs> it, well, my my next question actually, <laughs> my next question was going to be, I suppose, um, why is that your mission? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll jump back to the first question sure. that I didn't ask, <laughs> and then we'll jump back to this one. I warned you to be jumping. We call them brain farts. <laughs> How do we find acorns? So, I guess there's there's three main ways. Um, when we first launched in Fife, the reason for it is. It just so happened that I was based there and, and, and so was Jerry's business. But we, upon studying, we found that Fife startup rate is really poor. You're looking at the Scotland picture, looking at the UK, Fife startup rate is ain't good. Okay. And we thought, well, we could do better. And yes, there are public sector initiatives and, and they've got a place and they do have an impact. But we felt that what, what we could do, where the gap is, was for more structured, intensive support by entrepreneurs who are, in our eyes, the best people to teach other entrepreneurs. In our very biased mind, entrepreneurs are the best people to teach entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. People that have actually run a business before. Mm -hmm. So how do we find acorns? It's really threefold, I guess. Um, social media is powerful. Hmm. You'll know this. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Referrals. Now that we've had seven programs, yeah. previous acorns refer uh, new acorns. We do work closely with other partners. Um, you know, Condes, our accountancy partners, are a great referral source. And people like that, other organisations in the space that just say, look, go to Acorn. And, and third is networking. I am a prolific networker. You know, I, I network all over Scotland. And I just meet people. You know, I was in uh, Dundee a few weeks ago and I met three people in one day that I think could be good Acorns for a new programme there. So it's like, and, and Jerry's a big networker too. So uh, social media referrals and, and networking is how we find our acorns mm -hmm. and we've got a rigorous process you know we've, we've got up to 15 places or so to give away in each program not everyone that applies gets a place we do have a an online form and if you score highly enough on that and the criteria we'll get you in for a an interview not on camera but <laughs> maybe in the future yeah. and again if we like your chat we'll offer you a place but it's very competitive very selective mm -hmm. and we're always oversubscribed so that answered the question there. Yeah. The new one was, why are we doing this? Yeah, what, why is your mission your mission? Why is our mission our mission? Well, as I uh, kind of hinted there, Fife's, Fife needed us. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Fife needed us. Yeah. And now having done it for four years, we realise it's not just Fife, it's beyond. And so we changed our mission, which was always to grow Fife's entrepreneurial culture three or four years ago, to now Scotland. And now we're realising, actually, it's wider than Scotland because... In April this year, we had our first um, gig down in England, our first client down in England. We realised, hey, they've actually got the same issues down there. So it's almost like we need to change our mission again to be the UK's entrepreneurial culture. And then maybe when we speak in a year's time, it'll be Europe and in the world, who knows? But I think partly it's it's because we, we feel that whilst there's great support in Scotland, there are gaps. And whilst the public sector has its place, 
I feel that the private sector can also be a real player there as well. Yeah. And and personally, why would why am I doing Acorn? Hmm. For me, it ticks a lot of boxes. So I've had a lot of self reflection over the years, and more so recently, and kind of thinking, well, as I said, what is it I want to do? Mm-hmm. Who is who is Callum? What does Callum want to do? And sort of boxes that I've ticked with Acorn are: I want to help people. I can't explain why that is. I just want to. I think part of it is my upbringing. My mum is, you know, a few years ago we had a really bad winter and my mum was the first person to go around all the old folk on our street to say, look, I'm going to Tesco, do you want anything? Hmm. Uh, that's so my mum, she's so selfish, uh, selfless that was. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, my mum's just the most kind, caring person ever and that rubbed off me clearly, so I want to help others. I love and I'm passionate about entrepreneurship, marketing, startups from, from when I graduated and again, I don't know why, I just, for me, it's just that gut thing again. And, mm-hmm. and with someone with, you know, gastritis, that's, you've got to be careful when you listen to your gut. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, I do believe there's a, there's a fit there. So I'm passionate about it. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. it. It challenges and develops me. It, it pays. You know, getting paid to what you love, that's kind of the essence, yeah. isn't it? That's yeah. a dream. And I've met some really, really interesting people, both acorns and, and others. It's just... Hmm. It, it's just been amazing. It's <laughs> yeah, great to so hear. That's, that's why I'm doing it. Is for all of those things. Yeah. So, so what are some of the the things that you actually, uh, I suppose, impart onto um, the acorns? What yeah. do, What do you sort of teach people, and what way are they mentored? Great question. But pause just now because <laughs> I did warn you I was going to take some water. <laughs> what do we teach the acorns? I think, um, so we recently just had the graduation from the seventh programme. I think the three main things we, we, we like to impart with them are um, self-belief slash confidence, which I'll go into in more detail in a second, uh, be consistent and take action. Hmm. Um, and a bonus one is have clarity of where you're going, your vision. So... I think the biggest thing that holds everyone back is self-confidence or a lack of. Mm-hmm. Uh, lack of self-belief is why you don't chase customers or potential customers, why you don't chase outstanding debt, why you underprice yourself, why you're, you're not marketing as well as you could or, or whatever else, why you don't go after bigger, better clients. So massive, the biggest battle you ever have in your life is your head. You know, it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. And some people's battles are bigger than others. Um, so I think, yeah, we teach them to fight themselves in a positive way, like, or at least be aware of their thoughts and then how they can do it. Like, mindset is the biggest thing, hands down. And that's a massive gambit, you know, but, but mindset is the biggest thing. Taking consistent action. So rather than just tweeting and then not, and Facebook and then not, and then, you know, whatever else, it's better to mm. just be consistent the whole time. And, one of the reasons Acorn is four years old is because we haven't given up. There have been times we've thought about it, believe me. It's a tough sector to be in, especially when there's so much competition from the public sector mm-hmm. um, and the private sector. But just being consistent and just keep on keeping on. <laughs> Sometimes you have to throw in the towel and go, this isn't right, so like my events website, you have to say, look, this project isn't quite right. Next, it would have been so easy to get a job, but that wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, you have to be honest with yourself and think about, well, what's the most I can lose? What's the worst case if this, this goes 
you know, belly up. Mm-hmm. And it's maybe a bit more complicated or certainly you have more to think about when you've got a mortgage or a family or whatever else. But it doesn't make it easier or, or worse. But, you know, consistent action is where it's at. Mm-hmm. And then the final one is having clarity of where you're going. Elliot, what is it you want to do when you're, you're older or what is it you <laughs> want to do for your life? Yeah, it's important to think about that early, and I'm so glad Jerry asked me that six years ago, and mm. has made me have sleepless nights since then. <laughs> but constantly questioning that because it does change as you get older. Definitely. Um, so I think that would be it. Just we, we help them with their confidence is the biggest thing, mm-hmm. their clarity, their business skills, and taking action because it's fine reading textbooks if you did at uni, mm. um, and it's fine doing eighty-page business plans that take eight months to do for no one. But actually taking action and getting immediate feedback, mm-hmm. either positive or negative, is, is probably the best way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. I'm massively behind that. Good. We're <laughs> going to get on. Well, we, we are getting on. <laughs> of we course are. we are. Of course <laughs> we are. So what, what's the, the, the kind of the longer term vision then? Where do you see this going? Where do you want it to go? Where do we want Acorn to go? So um, there are now three parts to the Acorn business. So we have the, the accelerator program we've spoken about extensively. As I mentioned earlier, we're, we're growing, we're branching out, mm-hmm. pun intended. Um, I'm the point guy, by the way. That's, that's kind of my role. We've done now seven and five. Um, we've been looking to branch out for a while. We know mm-hmm. that there's need for a Acorn Accelerator elsewhere, so we're delighted to say we're going to be in Dundee. This is a plug. We're going to be in Dundee <laughs> on Tuesday, the 5th of September, 2017, uh, is, is the next programme. We're yeah. really excited. Dundee is so cool. Like, I've had the privilege of being there um, a lot recently just with Accelerator, um, getting ready for the launch and everything else and meeting potential acorns and meeting people in the scene and the real vibrancy, a real energy, real edginess, quirky, cool. It's a great place for startup. We're literally mm-hmm. in one of the coolest streets um, in the heart of Dundee, mm. right next to the Caird Hall. It's just fantastic. So there's that. that's in the imminent future, but more long-term... Um, so Acorn's not funded. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, elephant out the room. We, we haven't had no funding in four years from the government, from the council, from, from anyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's been challenging to the least. I mean, uh, other people in this space have managed to secure funding. That's great. However, you know, we're really proud of what we've achieved with no funding ourselves as entrepreneurs, seeing commercial opportunities going out, finding our own customers and using that money to fund our free accelerator. It's a social enterprise model in, in, in its best essence. Mm-hmm. We're super proud of that. We're going to keep that going because we need to keep the roof from the door and keep paying our bills <laughs> so we can keep on keeping on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to have to keep, keep happening. Um, so to that end, our, our, our main revenue sources are uh, corporate sponsorship. So Liberty Business Centres, Condes, Others have put money into the programme because they believe in what we're doing. Um, 3D printing. We, we, we do 3D printing uh, as a revenue source. We do workshops and work with private clients to prototype. And that brings money in. And also on the programme, if we have product-based acorns, they can prototype their ideas for free. Program. Mm. And the third revenue stream is uh, we're also in the university and college space. So we work in student enterprise where we work with both staff and students to do with enterprise activities. And we've now worked with eight um, universities and colleges across the UK in the last four years. And um, we're really, really excited about growing that part of the business this year. 
in particular. It's the bit I, I mean, I enjoy all the acorn, don't get me wrong, but because I'm an eternal student, I'm not wearing a hoodie today. Um, it'd be quite cool if I a hoodie made out of that, actually. But um, <laughs> Can you get me one, please? You're the man who's going to do it. I'll, I'll try. Well, I'll no, try. just do it. <laughs> there is no try. Yoda. Um, yeah, that's the vision, is just to keep, keep you know, the acorn machine going and, and mm-hmm. keep doing what we're doing and making a difference to, to, to so many lives. Mm-hmm. Excellent. You mentioned earlier on about um, it was Sir Tom Hunter, Sir Tom Farmer, Richard Branson. Yes. Prolific entrepreneurs. How do you define an entrepreneur? Oh, shock. <laughs> <laughs> so, conscious that it's plastered all over our website and our speak, I genuinely despise the word entrepreneur. Really? Yeah. You're certainly not the first person to say that. <laughs> However... Because at this moment in time, I cannot come up with a better alternative. We're going to have <laughs> yeah, to keep yeah. using it for now. <laughs> but it's interesting to hear that it's not just me. Um, I just think it's a bit... <laughs> and people that call themselves entrepreneurs... <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when words fail... <laughs> body gesture. Um, what is an Entrepreneur. Someone who sees things differently, solves problems, and helps other people. And that's quite a wide definition because you can be an entrepreneur in the traditional sense of being a business owner. A bit like Acorn, our main goal is to make a real difference, not to make as much money as possible. So our driver is a social uh, objective we need more entrepreneurs in, in charities and in corporates and public sector, people that are not afraid to go against management, go against the board, kind of mavericks. So they, they see something that they think, actually, that could be better. And they do something about it is the important part. Mm-hmm. What annoys me the most is, is when people say, I'd love to have my own business, but I don't know what, what I do. I mean, that's almost, that's forgivable. That's fine. Right? That's okay. I can't really say it. But when people say, I thought of Google... That was my idea five years ago, or, or well, rather 20 years ago. Yeah. I thought of that, and it's like, well, you didn't, because you didn't do anything about it, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's it. That's the best you're getting, really. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love your, the way that you define um, entrepreneur. That's one of the best I've heard, actually. Oh, good. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. Um, I'd really like to kind of peel back the layers of the onion a little bit okay. um, and, and address some of the kind of deeper, more philosophical topics um, at this stage. I mean, the show really is about um, a, lot of, a lot of what you kind of espouse, I suppose. It's like doing something that you really love doing. Yes. Um, you know, following your passion and, and kind of aligning that with a deeper purpose. In terms of a purpose, what do you feel at this stage in your life is your purpose? <laughs> <laughs> My purpose, my purpose, I think I said it earlier, it's to help people. Mm-hmm. My purpose is to help people. And again, I think it must be part of this, my mum and her influence on me growing up. And I think one of my gifts has always been humour. So like how I deal with bad stuff is humour. So mm. I make a lot of jokes to mask how I feel. So like... And I was thinking back about this recently. So, like, at high school, my wall was my comedy, my humour, and that's how I dealt with 
being a teenager and those hormones and those those tough times was was that and dealing with a lot of tough times. Humor is my way, my coping mechanism, if you like, you know, and and that can be twofold because sometimes if you're too all over the place as I as I sometimes am, people maybe think that well, he's not that serious or or. You never take anything seriously, it's too horizontal. And that is true most of the time. <laughs> um, but I'm very serious. You know, I think with Acorn in particular, you know, um, we don't take ourselves too seriously, mm-hmm. but we're very serious about business and helping other people. And that's the difference. But yeah, I think for me, um, comedy was a big way of, of dealing with it. So my purpose is to help people. And if that's Believing in them, giving them confidence when they don't have confidence, as Jerry did with me, making someone laugh, smile, forget about how bad the world is for even a second. I think that's my gift. That's my calling is just to help people mm-hmm. in whatever way that is. You know, I think I think that's it. Some fascinating introspections there. <laughs> Thank you. Genuinely, you know about the the comedy. That is that is really interesting. Um, when you were going through, I suppose, the, the kind of difficult periods in your life, mm-hmm. um, what are the things that you kind of learned about yourself? I'm tough. Mentally tough. Because uh, I said to you, I, I could have given up mm-hmm. four times <laughs> that we can count, you know, with the, the, two, the two graduate jobs, losing both of them, the networking group, whilst it was... Uh, successful in that it got me known as a graduate and had some great speakers financially, you know, it was a failure. The the events website, so there's four or five examples there. I could have given up quite easily. So I think just uh, I learned that I'm tough. I learned that um, to stand up for myself. I learned um, if plan A doesn't work, try plan B. Hmm. I think... Uh, I said it earlier, Elliot, you know, if you believe in it, you can do it. And it's it's funny because it's like people talk a lot about that, <laughs> but they never really do it. It's funny, like, um, it's almost like a cliche, isn't it? People say, if you can believe it, you can do it. <laughs> but people don't believe it. Yeah. Because I said earlier, they, it's your brain. If, if people could just understand that the only thing ever holding them back is their brain. <laughs> like, I don't know the exact figure, and I did... Uh, until just now when I'm on camera but <laughs> I think it's something like 75 trillion pounds change hands every day or some ridiculous figure and as business folk our only job really stripping away the emotion is just to grab a little bit of that action and that's it yeah so <laughs> I think that's it that's great <laughs> um, this is a, a long way in the future but um yeah, it would be interesting to hear what you, you think on this. What do you think you'd like your legacy to be? Wow. Mm. That's like... The onion has now been <laughs> shredded. <laughs> and you're yeah. really now at the bit that really makes you cry. So hopefully I won't have too many tears. <laughs> I've got Kleenex, by the way, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Other hankies are available. <laughs> legacy, wow. I think... Uh, Certainly someone who enjoyed life, um, that didn't do harm to anyone else, that, that helped the people, that, 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 that did want to put other people first and, and leaving last impression that's positive on the world in some way. Um, just something that I can be proud of and that my family can be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, just to say he existed. And more than that, he didn't just exist, he actually 
took life and just shook it. Um, yeah, I think that would be good. What's your definition of success? I think it's different to everyone, isn't it? You know, some people are motivated by money, some by power, some by wanting to help other people. Um, success to Callum. I think I'm going to steal a phrase from one of the acorns. I just want to do shit that I enjoy, that helps other people, and that I get paid for. That's success. If I can wake up every day and go, I'm getting paid today to do something I love that helps other people, I think that is just amazing, and that's success. <laughs> Great. <laughs> that's good. Good answer. <laughs> I mean, you, you've certainly um, amassed a, a number of like really high-level awards, and you. You, for for a young guy, you, you have achieved a, a really impressive um, level of success. What do you think are some of the the traits that you have that have led to that? Um, I'm eternally optimistic. <laughs> I see things differently. I believe myself and I didn't as I said earlier with my events website feeling that was a big blow but I think back to the Dr Pepper advert you know what's the worst that could happen still yeah. alive I didn't die but I felt like I had at the time um, I lost a lot of face but I just think um, and again I can't explain it so like it's funny we're, we're clearing at the house just now and I found like my mum and dad are quite interested in the, the they have all our school report cards forever, like way back to primary school. So we're just reading them, just a family, just as a bit of fun. And uh, it just said, like, primary one, you know, first year of primary school. Callum is, is so enthusiastic about everything. And that was the same in every single year from then on. Like, every year, just, Callum is so enthusiastic. Callum is so enthusiastic. And again, it's like, I can't explain that. And it was almost like, well, if you're enthusiastic at age six, of course that's going to continue, right? So, <laughs> and again, I don't know why that is. It's pretty much bringing, but, you know, that I'm just enthusiastic with everything. Um, perhaps too much sometimes. But. <laughs> and another thing we found, and it's funny that they kept this. I distinctly remember this. This is a very vivid memory I have from primary school. I think it was it was primary five or six. Right, you got the year wrong, so it can't be that vivid. But... And it was a bit of homework in maths. And like I said earlier, maths is not my strong point. And I remember distinctly the homework sheet. There was like, there was 12 circles, little circles. There was six, then six. So two rows, 12, right? I can do maths, whatever. <laughs> and the question said, um, colour in half the circles. So I remember getting called out after, the week after we'd handed it in to the teacher. And she said, um, Calm. I just want to give you some feedback on this. You've done it wrong. I said, okay, explain to me. And she showed me some of the other people in my class, the, the homework sheet from in maths, and they'd covered, coloured in six of the, of the circles of the 12, you know, fully, just coloured in. And uh, the question did say, colour in half the circles. But what I did was colour in all 12 circles, but only half of them. Huh. So I did it completely differently. So yeah. Calm. You're the only one in the whole class that got that question wrong. And I was like, well, it's not wrong, because actually half the circles are all coloured in. Yeah. And I remember then just thinking, maybe I just don't think the same as everyone else. And actually, when you're at high school, you're bullied for that. And I was bullied, you know, quite horrendously at high school. But then 
everyone is, right? Hmm. And it's character building. But then at uni, you're like, it's an environment to thrive and you can celebrate people's individuality and their, everything else. So my weird, wired up way of thinking, I found other weirdos at uni <laughs> and now have my own business. Yeah. Other weirdos who are now my best friend that have got their own business because having your own business, people don't get it. Like your girlfriend, your family, your friends, they just don't get it unless they do or they've done it themselves. So I know we've gone way off track there, but that's why I do. I love it. No, no, fantastic <laughs> answer. Yeah, genuinely. I think that's such a, um, it's kind of, typical of the education model i don't want yes. to um, sound as though i'm always on the hate train because i'm really not it's just uh you listen to somebody like a sir ken robinson you know he's done some prolific ted talks and yeah. talked about how education teaches us out of creativity yeah and the way in which you went about a question which i mean is you did it correctly but it didn't fit the model yes whereas in in the outer you know in the, in the real world if you like being able to see things or other angles yes. is, is an asset absolutely so we've got that on film now <laughs> mrs teacher that i was right all those years ago because elliot said <laughs> so if you're watching you were wrong <laughs> who or what inspires you i mean i'm gonna embarrass him a little bit my business partner jerry alexander is a huge inspiration um as I said, you know, he believed in me when I was in such a, a delicate situation when my first startup was more or less failing, and he still saw something in me, and and that was a huge, huge deal, you know, to have someone like Jerry believe in me, and having now worked with him for over five years, and been mentored by him, and and, and see him most days, he's a huge inspiration. He's a huge um, role model. Mm-hmm. He's, he's more than a he's more than a, a mentor and a business partner. He's a really, really good friend, actually. So Jerry's a huge inspiration to me, um, and all and always. And then there's the cliched ones, you know, Richard Branson, Elon Musk, mm. uh, people that are really doing great things. And here in Scotland, Jim McCall, I think he is just fantastic. He's probably the, the coolest uh, entrepreneur we have in Scotland, I think, by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> great answer great answer where do you see yourself in in five years time i'll be in that seat you'll be yeah. in this seat <laughs> <laughs> no matter what i do it will be around the boxes that i mentioned earlier and i hate you know being an entrepreneur i hate boxes because we don't like to be put an entrepreneur yeah, oh yeah. i just call myself an entrepreneur <laughs> yeah. oh how hypocritical we'll, we'll just cut that out i think um Boxes. Okay, in the half-coloured circles that I got right, um, <laughs> I'll be involved in a project that, that makes me happy, that helps others, that makes a difference, that I enjoy doing, that pays. Mm. What that is, I don't know. It might still be Acorn. It might be something else. But fundamentally, one of my core drivers, as I mentioned, is helping other people mm-hmm. in, in some way. And, and just in whatever guise that is, as long as I'm happy to. Mm. But I actually... I am happiest when I'm helping other people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. What's the best piece of advice you've ever received? One that really hit me, much like the Jerry one earlier, was at university at Heddy Watt. We did, it was first year management and we were doing Peter Drucker. 
Hmm. And a quote popped on the board that when I eventually got a tattoo, this will be the first one. <laughs> it said, the best way to predict your future is to create it. And for me, that just absolutely resonated with me like so much. And I cannot explain why. And it's been in my head ever since. Um, and we tell all our acorns that. It's like one of the first slides we show them in the in the first week of the programme hmm. to set the stall out is the best way to predict the future is to create it. And it's such an empowering, liberating, exciting statement that when you really grasp it, it, it means a lot. One that, another bit of advice that was that was great was, was Jim McCall again. So Jerry and I were lucky enough to sit down with him for an hour and a half a few years ago. And he's just the most grounded, cool, inspirational guy I've, I've met in the business world. And one of the things he kept saying in the meeting was, it's all about the execution. You can have a great business idea, you can have great intentions, but it's all about taking action, implementing, executing well. I think it sounds simple, but it's actually so true. It's mm-hmm. all about the execution. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. So there's <laughs> there's two. Buy one, get one free. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, how old are you? 27 at the moment? Uh, yeah. 27? Yeah. Okay. If you had an opportunity to speak to your 20-year-old self, what would you say? So, Callum, age 20, was it was at uni. It'll all be fine. Hmm. Believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Just... I'm a believer that... I made this chat earlier about the universe aligns itself to help you. But as you rightly pointed out, Elliot, part of that as well is you need to take action. And that backs up what we just said a minute ago about. Yeah. So there's having the vision and the, and, and the clarity of where you're going, but also the, oh, you have to do something about it. You can't just wait for the phone to ring. Mm-hmm. Make some phone calls um, and maybe the phone will ring back. That, that positive karma. So, yeah, I think I tell myself, don't worry. It'll all be good. <laughs> Keep going. Um, enjoy the student life more. <laughs> I mean, I did, but... Really enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it'll all be fine. And b- believe in yourself, as, as I have done, and just, you know, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that would be it. Hmm. Here's the thing. You mentioned um, Peter Drucker. Yes. Who's, who's written some amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we were chatting earlier on, you said that, you, you know, you really enjoy your reading. Yes. What are some of your favourite books? What are some of your favourite resources and okay. that have really helped you? Yeah. Water needed. <laughs> it's a hot day. You can't tell, but it's hot. <laughs> All these probing questions. Lie in a dark room. Um, right, favourite books. Can I give you three? Absolutely. Maybe even a bonus one, because I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Got to listen to your rules. <laughs> Jerry recommended that I read um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. you've come across that. I sure have. Yeah. There's not many that have got that gone past me. Right, well, I'll test you then. Just a great book. And, yeah. and, and for the people that perhaps haven't read this or are watching it, it, it talks about the value of time and money and the trade-off and mm-hmm. kind of using your, your, your money to buy back yourself time and, and vice versa, training your time and money. And it's a great book for how to generate passive income, be that from property, writing a book, owning an asset that, that brings in money that allows you to kind of buy back some time. So yeah. a great book, change your mindset completely. And Jerry, as I said, told me to get that pretty mm-hmm. much soon. I was like, well, I'll listen to you, Jerry. <laughs> You're not often wrong. So that one, 
The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Yep. Michael E. Gerber. Written in the 80s or whatever. Still probably one of the best seminal books for for new business owners. The longer title is, you know, why most small businesses don't work and what to do about it. And it talk, it's a bit waffly. So, sorry, Michael, but it is. <laughs> it talks about... Um, a woman that owns a cake shop and it's a bit waffly like would you like some more tea a bit padding but the last if you if you persist the last chapter talks about a 12 step plan for implementing your business the e-myth whereby you know the, the concept is you should be able to the business should run without you being there so that if a new member of staff comes if you sell it the person buying it has manuals and processes and systems that work without you the owner being there mm-hmm. uh, because the owner's should not be doing the doing all the time. He's working. He was the one that coined the phrase "work on the business, not in the business." So that's a great book, and again, we recommend all our acorns read that. And what was really cool. Is I actually got to meet Michael Gerber because the acorns on our fourth program, I think it was, paid for me. He was speaking in Glasgow and they paid for oh. me to go VIP. <laughs> and the strangest thing was, and it was, it was great. You know, I got up there a bit late. Shock. That's uh, one of my worst traits. And. Um, you know, we're, we're, we'd pay a lot of money. Or well, I hadn't, but people would pay a lot of money for VIP. It was, it was a separate, before the gig started, so there was a buffet, and he was in the corner, milling around people, you know. But no one was speaking to him, and I arrived a good 10 minutes late, and I was like, right, you've all paid upwards of, you know, several hundred pounds to be here. The guy's over there, why would no one speak to him? So I just went over and started speaking to him, and I, and I got 10 minutes of his time. The guy was 86, he had the most energy of all time. He's like, why is Acorn not in America yet? It's like, well, we're just finding our way in Fife. He's like, why are you not in America yet? And he's like, he's like, Callum, you're just doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. You need to work on it, on it, on it, on it. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, Michael. And I got a wee stuff with him. It was great. So that's book two. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. Um, three or four. I've just recently read The Undercover Economist. Okay. You read that one? No, I haven't Aww. read it. <laughs> it's good. Um, my friend Ben gave me that at high school, and I've had it for all these years, but it took a good 10 years and not read it yet. I thought, you know what, I'm going to read it. And it, it actually makes economics really friendly, because mm-hmm. I said I'm not good at maths. And it breaks it down, and everything revolves around it, whether it's a coffee shop, property, land, and it's just it, countries, and it just makes you appreciate the world through a new lens. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of, yeah, that's where that is, actually. And it's, it really hurts your head in a good way. It makes you question things a lot more. And yeah. just for that reason, it's a great book. Um, and I did say I'd, I'd have one more as a, as a, as a bonus book. Um, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, a classic. Yeah. Um, I've only read it once. And it's the heaviest book I've ever read in my life. Not like... Yeah. <laughs> Although it's quite weighty, but it was written in like 1926, I think, so it's almost a century old. And it's the language is heavy, the content's heavy, the ideas are heavy, but if you try and get past that, wow. And the book is called Think and Grow Rich. Again, it's back to the mindset stuff. It's not yeah. about work hard and grow rich or whatever else. It's <laughs> it, it talk, some of this is quite weird and out there, but some of it's practical. Like one of the things is have a mastermind group, people around you that are either at the same level or a step in the ladder above you just to just to meet with, have that accountability, have that peer support. And that's what we do at Acorn. We do, we do that mastermind group every Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, so he does actually, actually say in the book, you know, 
make sure you read this book at least five times and then only then you'll start to understand it. So I'm going to try and read it every year because I read it last year. I'm going to try and read it every year just to dig deep into it. But there's there's four books for you. Great stuff. Good, really good. Uh, I haven't heard of the the third one, um, the Undercover Economist. Yes, I think I've heard of that. Tim Hartford is the author. Okay, that's good. I'll have a look at that. The other ones I'm very familiar with. Good. <laughs> if you had the opportunity to change anything in the world, what would it be and why? This sounds cliched, and it's it's perhaps an impossible dream, but. I just like everyone to get on. We have close to 7 billion people on this planet. And if we were all, imagine we're all pulling in the same direction, all positive, instead of fighting all the time. Amazing, amazing. Imagine how, how amazing the human race would be and how great Earth would be. Mm. But whilst we're so concerned about self mm. and egos mm. and power and bollocks like that, it's just never going to happen. So I think if I could change one thing, it would just be just get on it's almost like we need a, 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 a an alien invasion to happen so we realize how small and insignificant we all are and then we go okay there's something else there we need to all bind together to fight this i think so if the aliens are out there please <laughs> <laughs> please just make us realize that we need to sort our shit out and give us a new perspective please would be nice yeah so that's it just get the aliens <laughs> You ask tough questions, I, ask, I give you tough answers. I mean, the, no, the, the sentiment's fantastic. Good. The, uh, yeah, Aliens is an interesting one. <laughs> but I think you're right, and, and you, you've kind of hit upon that a couple of times, and I love it, is that anything that can kind of shift your perspective, yes. ultimately, is, is a really, really powerful thing. So, Absolutely. Yeah, it's great stuff. Thanks. Callum. Um, it's been a fantastic interview. I've loved speaking with you. Um, your energy is so infectious. Thank you. Um, you know, you're just you're just a really enjoyable guy to be around. Appreciate. That. I knew that this would be a lot of fun, and, <laughs> and it certainly has been. So, Thank you. Um, congratulations, and you know, on, on all the hard work that you've done, the progress that you've made, and, and I think that um, yeah, Acorn Enterprises is, is going to be is, is going to keep growing. Thank you. It's one day it'll be a mighty oak, right? You might need to change the name. <clears throat> Remember, from Little Acorns, Mighty Oaks Grow. <laughs> it's been a pleasure to be here and thank you for having me. In, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And hopefully, if we've inspired some people, then all the better for it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. That's brilliant. Callum, thank you so much. Thank you, Elliot. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Inspired Edinburgh. Please come and find us on social media and leave us a review on iTunes. Many thanks. 